guys, welcome back. Episode two of our season. Thanks for joining us. <clears throat> Sorry for the delay here. I've been having some Wi-Fi issues out here in Singapore, so Chris has been just uh, waiting until I could get some connection in order to, to do this podcast. So sorry for the delays there, but you know, hopefully it it goes only goes up from here. I've been running out of personal data, but I'm gonna be moving hotels soon and hopefully get some better Wi-Fi. So, anyways, sorry for that, Chris. How are you doing? I'm sure we're both a little bit sad that the Dodgers have lost. Yeah. I think I am a bit more sad than you. <laughs> yeah, you're probably way more sad than I am. But I mean, at the same time, you know, it's it's something for the city, the city that we're from. And if we haven't given it away yet now that we're from the Los Angeles area, then the, that's what it is. Um, but yeah. I'm sure it was a lot harder for you because you actually watch baseball and you watch all like the baseball anime and you've been in the baseball community way, way more than I have. I just watch because I'm in LA and I feel obligated to. Yeah, it's, it was a rough one. It's time to uh, just go support Shohei Otani and watch some some highlights. <laughs> yeah, our boy Shohei got us. He'll find the next anime opening. MVP? Is he gonna is he gonna win MVP? Is this the year? I don't know, but maybe. Maybe. All right. Well, I'm rooting for Shohei. Let's see what happens. It'd be pretty cool if he wins. That'd be uh, definitely something to look forward to. Yeah, something for the Japanese people. You know, we don't win many things in athletics, so we definitely do not. It's a. Uh... But you know, the Olympics, we, we didn't do too bad this year. It was pretty good. Yeah, we're actually decent at the Olympics. It's really weird. I actually didn't know we were this good at the Olympics until this year. It was it was quite surprising, actually. <laughs> And then, I don't know, like, we're bad at certain sports. Obviously, we're not great at, like, basketball. We're good at baseball. We're decent at soccer, but we're not, like, nearly as good as the best. And then we... But women's soccer is really good. Yeah, our women's soccer team is really good. Our men's soccer team is a, eh, it's a little questionable. And then we have these, like, random, like, pop-ups. Like, our swimming is, like, monstrous sometimes. And then our track wins randomly it's it's really weird we're really weird good at weird things there's just the occasional person who's just blessed <laughs> yeah i guess so i don't i don't know something happens we like birth like one miracle baby and then that person just carries us for the rest of the next generation that's really true it's it's kind of funny oh we're good at like figure skating we have like one of the best male figure skater skaters so that's not like summer olympics that's but that's the winter olympics for some reason, Koreans and the Japanese like dominate figure skating for some reason, and Russia. Yeah, gymnastics. You know, it's similar, right? You need like some of that athleticism and kind of balance, I guess. I don't know. I don't figure skate. I can't skate. Yeah, I, I don't break know. My ankles. And enough about Japanese athletics because we're not good at those things, anyways. But we're good at making good manga and anime. Um, how how was your week in terms of watching stuff? How are you even watching stuff when bad anime? Are you watching it like 480p or what? No, no. So we have to watch anime in 1080. But, you know, what I do is I load the same show in five tabs and I skip one. Like tab one will start at zero. Tab two starts at five minutes. And then I go walk to wherever the router in, is in the hotel because for some reason it's the only place where the Wi-Fi is actually okay. I buffer everything for the five minutes and I go back to my room Watch the five minutes, change tabs, watch the next five minutes, change tabs, watch the next five minutes. This sounds like a tragedy. And then I go do that the same again for the next show. 
It's actually ter terrible. Yeah, how are you even watching terrible. anything? You can't even watch anything in one sitting. No, I can't. I have to get up a lot. I can't even I have to keep moving around, keep buffering. Wait, how is how is Singapore hotel Wi-Fi this bad? No, it's just this hotel. I, I just don't understand it. Why did you pick because this hotel? Because my last hotel. hotel was great. Because it was a boutique hotel and it looked really nice. And I was like, okay, you know, this looks really nice. And everything is really nice. Except the wi their Wi-Fi is terrible. Did you not read the reviews on like hotels.com that tells you that their Wi-Fi is bad? There's only like six hotels open in Singapore, and this hotel had pretty high ratings. So I was like, okay, this has got to be pretty decent. There's literally only like three hundred dollars a night. So I was like, yeah, there's like there's like a ton of hotels in Singapore, but there's only six that are like open for like to stay, and the rest are like quarantine hotels. So you had a choice of six hotels, and I bet you all other five hotels have good Wi-Fi, and you chose the one wrong one. I, I think you're right. I think you're right. All my coworkers have said they've stayed at like four other hotels and they're like, oh, it's great. And meanwhile, I'm here burning through my unlimited data plan, which is this is the first time I figured out that, you know, it's not really unlimited. It's after a certain point, they throttle your, your download speed. Yeah. Yeah, they like start like making your download speed slower as, as they <laughs> as you hit that limit. But as long as you're able to watch some anime, I guess that's that's fine. I don't even know what else can really do because i obviously live in a world where if i don't have good wi-fi i will probably die because i'm just always on the internet but hopefully that hasn't happened yeah to i can't i can't do anything no it's it's terrible i tried checking out yesterday and they said i would lose the entire week of money i put put down for this upcoming week because i booked it through my company travel and they were like hey we we can't you didn't book it through us we can't give you a refund that's a tragedy so I had another reservation for another hotel and, you know, because I couldn't check out of this hotel without losing, like, I don't know, what was it, like $1,500, I canceled my other reservation and then they were like, oh, there's a cancellation fee. So I was like, well, this sucks. Now, not only do I have to stay here with no Wi-Fi, I just paid a cancellation fee of $300 to not go to a hotel. And I wanted to call my emergency travel center through work, but, you know, I, I don't know if this was an emergency that... I don't have Wi-Fi, but I figured maybe I'll call on Monday in the U.S. time and, and try figuring that out. Is there anything good about this hotel? I feel like there's nothing. And the good. food, is, the food is great. The food is great. Do you order room service every single day? Uh, I did today. For some reason, I well, I get free breakfast, and the food's really good. But the room is very dark. It's like really bothering me. There's like not a lot of lights in here. It's just really big and spacious. But you live like. For, I guess for those listeners that don't know, you live like in the nighttime. You're a nighttime person. Doesn't it? Don't you like thrive in this darkness? Yeah, you know, it's not too bad. At first when I walked in, I was like, this is this like darkness is like not ideal. Like it's kind of not bright. But then, I mean, I work all in the day anyway. I never really see the sun anyway. You know, not even at, like you said at home. I just watch anime. So do you work from the hotel room? Issue. You don't work from the hotel room, right? No, no, I it's only when I come back in the evenings okay. and then we do our we do our work and try and watch anime. It's a struggle. That sounds like a sad life. So I can't wait to move hotels, but um until then my anime is uh it's it's a rough life out here. Yeah, we've had to for those people that don't know and for those that are listening, we've had to like try different apps for our our calls to have this podcast because 
literally we would try to go on discord and it, it disconnects like every five minutes and then we would go on like facebook and the audio quality is like absolute crap and then we would we have now switched over to zoom which has kind of pe- played uh, i guess like a better role than the other two it's not the best audio quality but it's still connected so this is a trouble that we are going through just from this hotel wi-fi yeah it's been rough and hopefully it gets better but as of this week and last week this is the reason for our delays so i guess <laughs> enough about my wi-fi problems maybe let's get into something i did watch before i lost all wi-fi connections last week i binge watched alice in borderland Thank goodness and you know the first my first thought for everyone listening who's watched squid game is go watch alice in borderland i know we talked about it last week but I have to say, Chris is right over here. Alice in Borderland is indeed a better show. All right. I, w- I want to get into the details a bit because I do think there's like comparison points and there's interesting points in Alice in Borderland that's worth discussing, I think. So before I, we go into it again, if you haven't watched Alice in Borderland or w- plan to watch Alice in Borderland, make sure to skip t- ahead in the to the timestamp kind of denoted in the description because there might be some spoilers when we're talking about it. Yeah, now now that I've given this spoiler warning, want to get into, I guess, your thoughts and takeaway of it, because I've kind of gushed over the show a lot over the many episodes that we've had on this podcast. But what was like your initial impression? What was the main takeaways for you when you watched the show? And I can kind of tell that you liked it already, but like, what did you like about it? Yeah, yeah. So I definitely think the the games are better in Alice in Borderland. Uh, they make a lot more sense, like there's actually a solution. It's not just pure random luck, I think. And, you know, I like the concept that, like, you can win if you think about it correctly. You know, I know there's that game where it just seems like a lose-lose, but I'm sure there is a way to win it. I, I don't see how a non... how a game could just be only one winner. Um, so, I do think... The game and the overall creativity in Alice in Borderland is much better than Squid Game. Squid Game is obviously a children's game, and, you know, maybe that's the way it was meant to be. I would say that Squid Game makes is less far-fetched, though. I mean, right, it, AIB is pretty far-fetched, and that's maybe one thing I didn't really like, is, like, how is this even happening? Like, they don't really go into it, and obviously they're leaving that door open for, like, another season, but it's pretty... it's even more far-fetched than Squid Game. Yeah, so Squid Game is way more realistic, right, in terms of the world they build. But AIB is like, I don't know how to describe it. It's it's based on a manga, and it, you can get that sense, right, that it's a anime manga vibe, in a sense. Do you like that when you watch live-action shows? I, I mean, we like anime, obviously. That's why we have this podcast, but... I know a lot of people that don't like live action shows because it's too like anime. Uh, it wasn't too bad in this case. Um, I think like there are other shows that maybe are a little more, a little crazy. But you know, I thought it wasn't too bad. And it's not like the show. I mean, there is a lot of action in it, but I would say it's it's not the the worst. Yeah, yeah, and. You know, like another thing in Squid Game, right? The the people with the masks, right? The shape. The, I don't even know what they're called. The red people with shapes on their head. Similarly, there's like that same concept in AIB where there's players. I think they're, well, I don't know if they're players in Squid Game, but 
They're obviously someone hired to, to do that role. But the same thing for AIB, right? There's those players who are basically the antagonists of each game or, or they're kind of playing the opposite side in the game. I still don't understand, like, both in Squid Game and, I, and AIB, like, where the other side is coming from. Like, the other player side. Not not the game the game master, but the other player side. That That is still a loss for me, and I, and I don't really understand it. Mm-hmm. I think for AIB, I could kind of, like, speak to it. Like, there's there's an episode at the back end of AIB when they're playing that last, like, witch, witch hunt game where they kind of go into the backstory of, like, the two girls that are working for the not i don't know if it's working for the game master but the people that are kind of dictating where the games are slash what the games are going to be which i guess is a game master in a sense but you know we saw at the end of the show that they all kind of get eliminated so we don't know who really the game master is but when they're kind of explaining it it seemed like they got transported those two girls into the world similar to how aldis got transported into the world but then they just kind of were i guess negotiated or talked to someone else that was running the games and were hired to kind of play like the opposite role that's what it seemed like to me but there's the right. their game where they're in the apartment this is very early on in Alice in borderland where it's like the tag game where there's two hunters that have like the horse shaped masks and then they're they have guns and they're like basically chasing after the other people and then the other people have to find the the um I guess like the detonating bomb that's within the apartment and then like de- undetonated. I don't know what that right word is for that, but but they were these two players that were in under these horse masks were playing like the opposite roles, trying to kill the other people, and that was their task that was given to them. So I don't know if those people were like hired as well, but they're or if they were just you know they found themselves in a different location and were told to play the game a different way. So that's that's not very clear to me either. But could go either way. Yeah. So, what what's your take on the whole the whole fact that by the end of the show you are, you still have no idea about the game masters? Like you almost know nothing after the first. I don't know if they've already announced another season, but like at least with Squid Game, you kind of understand because um, like what's happening, like how this came to be. But with AIB, you don't see that at all. Like, what's your take on that? Yeah, so they already confirmed a season two of AIB after it was pretty successful in the in the like global setting. So not just in Japan, a lot of people outside of Japan were watching it. So they have decided to continue it and then do like a season two. I think it's coming out in 2022 and they're filming it right now. But I don't know what the exact release date is. I would guess like the back end of 2022 because there's just a lot of special effects and editing that kind of has to go on in, into the show. But kind of similar to our discussion with squid game and because we've watched a lot of anime i knew that there was a game master there was a higher person that was kind of controlling and dictating what was going on within the borderlands and i knew for a fact in terms of the pacing that they weren't going to get into it because there was only eight episodes right and i'm actually kind of glad that they didn't get into it because i felt like the appeal of the first episode is like more so you have to get hooked you had to get hooked into wanting to know who the game master is, but how they did it was by putting these like extreme scenarios, extreme games. Um, and you already kind of alluded to that. Frick, what was it called? The sheep game, the wolf and the, and the sheep game where 
they go to like this like botanical garden um alice and his, and his friends and then this one female character and then they had to like the wolf has to like run away and then wh- whoever's not the wolf at the end of the game ends up dying like a sh- show with that complex of a game was like that was its main appeal and you could tell that alice's that the show's main appeal was the games so i i didn't want it to like kind of stray away from it too much because if they went into like explaining the entire backstory that could go on for like tens of episodes you know what i mean so i'm glad they left it for season two but they need to explain it really well in season two right right so I definitely agree, like, they, they have a lot to explain in Season 2, so maybe it is harder to judge the two comparisons right now. I think definitely with Squid Game, you knew, you understood more by the end, and, and maybe that's why it seems like Squid Game was a worse show, because maybe they didn't explain it as well, and AIB has a longer run, so they can pace it differently. Yeah. Um. But, you know, another another thing I just want to get into is playing cards. Um, so Alice in Borderland is based off playing cards. The difficulty of these games goes up as the card number goes up, right? And the suits represent different styles of games. So my question is, is an ace considered a face card? Uh, I, I want to say, say yes, it- in the majority but i think in the case of alice in borderland it's a no but i can't tell because so at the end of the movie you know like how they were like oh we're gonna play for the face cards now or not the movie at the end of the show um the last scene is literally like oh we're gonna play for the face cards now and then you could see these like blimps that are holding out down like flags or signs of the face cards and the locations of where the games may be i didn't see ace among that so i don't think in alice in borderlands case it's a face card but maybe it's gonna come out after they finish you know jack queen and king and that's when it comes out i can't tell well if you go back to when they were at the uh the beach actually they had the face cards i mean the aces checked off so they had them already oh okay i just don't really get why i mean i always consider ace the strongest card maybe most some people think of it as a one yeah I always thought Ace was the strongest card too. And in a lot of Japanese games, it is, I think. But there are Japanese games that just considers it as a as a one. So I, I guess in this scenario, they took the stance of it being a one. Yeah, so I don't know. I just wish uh, there was more explanation on like more different types of games and, and kind of that kind of that whole discussion. While we're on this like, cards thing though do you think the cards thing actually means anything so what i mean by that is at the beach right the mad hatter created that scenario and created like let's collect all the cards as a goal and purpose so that people have like a like a sense of like a purpose to to live you know but it's not actually very clear as to whether or not that purpose is actually real or not so do you think that if they collect all the cars, there's like a an end game to all this where they can be released from the borderlands or you know, one person gets sent back, which was what they believed at at the beach. Yeah, so I don't know if one person just gets released. It does make sense that you would have to collect all the cards at some point. I mean, why else would they give you the card, right? Yeah, but it's also just like a 
designation or signifier of how many days you get on your visa, right? So they leave the card on the table, but they don't necessarily tell you to take the card. So it wasn't really clear to me, at least, like whether this like collection thing is actually like a real thing. But now that they kind of introduced like the face game like or the face cards and the games in the next season are going to be more so associated with the face cards, it feels like once they collect everything, there is a reward or some big event that will come. Right, right. So that's a it's an interesting point, and and maybe maybe it's just a like a the more you can collect, it's just you know maybe it is just a visa thing. Maybe it's irrelevant. Yeah, I have no but idea. I guess that's another mystery of the show that it's kind of left unanswered. It's not really touched upon at all. Yeah, I I do think it will get explained though. That has to get explained. I thought it was interesting when. They were at the beach initially and the Mad Hatter kind of created this scenario, this sense of purpose for the people to live by making up that you should collect all the cards because that kind of is what the characters need. I think like if I was in that scenario, I would have been more motivated knowing that. So it was very interesting for them to set up that. But I didn't think that they needed to explain like that this was actually the real goal until they got to the next season because again it would just be too big of a time crunch and you would just lose too much episodes trying to explain to to explain that and you might get lost in like the explanation right yeah that's a interesting point that you know maybe it was a conscious choice to to discuss it later rather than muddle things up yeah which is something interesting because that's sometimes how we see anime play out right and sometimes it's done well and sometimes it's done terribly where you watch the entire show and you're like, that was a complete waste of time or that was a great way to make everything connect. Yeah, I think the interesting part, so I want to reference AOT a bit because I feel like AOT kind of does something similar where you don't really know what the purpose of the world is until later on into the show and they start explaining everything. I felt like that's what AIB was doing because... The appeal and like what pe- got people hooked onto AOT was like the action scenes, what, ha- what was happening in terms of like the action part of it. And then once you kind of find out what the world was about, et cetera, and all these different like little Easter eggs and secrets kind of start falling out, then you're like already hooked. Like you're already invested in the characters, you're already invested in the action, you love the art, the music, whatever. And then now that there's like these like mystery aspects to the show, you are just so absorbed into it and that's i what i thought aib was kind of getting at where you know what the characters are or who the characters are you know what their background is to some degree you know what the appeal of the show is which is like the games and the intensity that comes from the games but now there's like this mystery aspect to it where you want to know what the borderlands is about who the game master is why do they even create the borderlands and what their motivation is so you know that's how it felt to me at least towards the back end. In a way that you think the the game masters are are steering them in a certain direction? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, like, more so from, like, a production standpoint, like, that's what I felt like they were trying to get at with AIB, where they were trying to just hook us now by, by the games and the intensity of the show. And then once we're hooked, like, then we'll start to explain everything. Like, you're already invested in the characters anyway, so... Why wouldn't you want to know what's going on in the Borderlands? 
Right. Okay. So another question then about the Borderlands, right? This is uh, going to be terrible to say, but I've actually never watched Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> so I don't know what's actually like connected to it. I mean, I know there's there's got to be probably certain things that connected, right? Like it's. But I was hoping you could maybe explain to me. To be honest, I don't remember it that clearly either. I watched it, but I watched it a long time ago. So I don't know a whole lot either in terms of connection. I actually really wanted to look into it. Besides the fact that the names are obviously connected, the main character's name is Alice. The girl's name is Usagi, which is literally a bunny or a rabbit. The Mad Hatter was at the beach. Like it, it was... In that sense, the names are obviously there, and like the character kind of comparisons are there. But and time, right? There's like a big emphasis on time and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. being trapped. I think. yeah, I think that's all. That's really all I know from Alice in Wonderland because of the Disneyland ride. I also know Alice in Wonderland has the playing card aspect, right? Like they have those like minions who are like literally the playing cards and the queen. I don't know if. She's technically a queen, but like queen of hearts or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So there's a playing card aspect to it. So that I would think is playing a role in the Alice in Borderlands story as well. So there's definitely there has to be some a lot of overlap. I just need to figure out everything. Yeah, so that was an interesting thing to me because I figured out I figured that it related to it. It's just I personally have never seen it, so I was kind of like, hmm. Maybe maybe that's the homework we need to do. Maybe we need to figure out what all the Easter egg comparisons are, and that'll lead us to what yeah. the the main story is gonna end up going to. Yeah, maybe we're just missing it. Maybe everyone else who's watched AIB already knows. Yeah, it's probably because like I was just so captivated by how intense it was and and the games itself. So. I, I didn't even look into like the Alice in Wonderland comparisons, but I knew for a fact it was there just because of the naming convention and all these things that we're kind of listing out. But I just haven't looked into it yet. Okay. And, uh, you know, I know we're, we're spending a lot of time on this, but, you know, I was reading some comparisons between the two. And people say that Squid Game is more emotional. What's your take on that? Uh, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, actually. The thing with Squid Game is I do think it's realistic. I think it's emotional. Like I said, like episode two of Squid Game was one of my favorite episodes when they left the games and they had to make the decision to come back because their life outside of the games was just so difficult that they had to come back in order to try to fix that. But that episode, was it three in Alice in Borderland? I think it was episode two or three when they were in that botanical garden scenario and then um, Karube and Chota ended up dying. Like... I felt like shook after that. Like I I didn't feel shook from watching Squid Game, but when I watched that episode, I was just like what the fuck? It it was I don't, I don't know if you watched AOT, but in the first like three episodes or first episode of AOT, like Aaron Yeager dies. And <laughs> that that was literally the impression I got from Alice in Borderland. I was like wait, they just literally killed off the like two main characters or two supporting characters. Like, what the hell? Because I was expecting to kind of just see this like bond and friendship, how they kind of live in the Borderlands together out, or at least one of them. I didn't think both of them were going to die. And then I got that. So I was just, I just felt some kind of way. But I guess towards the back half of Alice in Borderland, though, it is not as emotional as Squid Game is. I don't know. I I don't know if I felt that emotional watching Squid Game. Did you feel emotional? 
I felt more emotion towards the end. Definitely, like you said, Wolf and Cheap and AIB made made me really uncomfortable and sad. I think I was texting you when I was frustrated by that episode. <laughs> but Squid Game, I think by the end of it, I did feel more attachment to some of the characters. Like I can clearly remember feeling some type of way throughout the end of the show. Like just and even with the the old man, you know, Car what was. It? Ali, um, his friend, his friend's mom. Like, there's just so much emotional relationship in Squid Game that I, I did think it was more of an emotional show. Uh, versus, you know, I could they they reference like some of Arisu's like history and, but it just didn't seem as sad to me. You know, it just seemed like yeah, I don't think there's something about his mother. There's something about his family, but it didn't really t- it didn't really touch me. I don't think like Alice and Chota and Karabe's story or Usagi's story is a little sad, I think. Um with her with her dad, where like he was basically just like pushed by media like media to kind of do something that he should not have been doing and then ended up passing away. So in that sense, like her backstory is a little sad, but I don't think anyone's backstory is all that sad. I do wish that they went into the backstories of like some of these other characters a bit more. Frick, I forgot her name. But there's this like one badass girl when they get to the beach and then but then she's not actually a girl, like she's a dude. Yeah, anyways, I forgot her name, but like she Oh, Kuina. Like I wish they went into her like backstory more and stuff. But like I do think like from like a character attachment thing, Squid Game does a good job because they obviously get rid of the good characters towards the back end of the show. What a surprise. Um so you are already more attached to the show to the characters naturally, but with Alice, like they kind of kill off like the characters pretty quick, like the main characters pretty quick. So then you don't have that same like attachment to the show that you would. But I did feel some type of way when they went to like Mad Hatter and um, Aguni's backstory, how they were best friends, but they had to kind of play this role of hating each other, playing some separate kind of characteristics in order to make sure the beach is balanced in terms of the balanced power and stuff like that and then the mad hatter losing his mind eventually and knowing that and then allowing agony to kind of kill him at the end kind of like that relationship was a bit more emotional but i do think squid game probably was more emotional from like a character attachment standpoint yeah yeah so i agree like i wish we had more backstory about some of the other characters because they were interesting in AIB. Um, and I think Squid Game did do a better job, you know, giving everyone's story. Like, you, by the end of it, you kind of knew every, where everyone was coming from. Yeah, exactly. Did you did you like Alice and Borderland more so just because of the, the games were better? And if that's the reason why you liked Alice and Borderland more, do you think that's because we like games? That's a good point. And, you know, maybe maybe there is some truth there because I actually would pause it when they explain the rules and I would try and think like, OK, <laughs> how would I how would I go about this? <laughs> uh, because it's it's interesting. It's more it is more involved. It's not like Squid Game where it's just like, I hope I'm not first walking across the, the glass bridge. Yeah, that that <laughs> that game, man. Piss me off. I also think Squid uh, Squid Game like I didn't like. The games themselves are okay, but I just hated how the Squid Game itself is like a really... I don't know. I didn't like that game. Like, it's cool to associate the game and the story, but 
I thought that that last final game was kind of dumb. But no shade to if, if that's a real game. Yeah, yeah. No shade to that game. <laughs> but I, I just think, yeah, like the final game, the games did make more of an impact to me in AIB, and that's why I liked it. I liked the whole idea of like trying to find a team and friends. Like they kind of expressed that multiple times throughout the show that, you know, if you find a friend or you work as a team, like it's not like a winner take all type of squid game style. Or maybe it will be, but you know, for now it, it just seems like it's nicer to have a team and com- see the camaraderie, camaraderie. Yeah, it's more of a free for all, right? And also borderline because it's just you living in a world, not a setup. Yeah, game. yeah. So you had to make the allies. It's more of like a real world scenario in that sense where you had to make allies on the fly. You have to figure out who's who you want on your side versus who you don't want on your side. Be wary of the other people. So in that sense, yeah, I, I totally agree. But did you think um, if I think at this point, we <laughs> the audience knows like we think the uh, Alice in Borderland games are better than the Squid Game games. But for me personally, the from the production standpoint, Squid Game is better produced just as a show. Like the quality of the show, I think is better than Alice in Borderland. And I don't know if that's because it had, it got a lot more money than Alice in Borderland. It very well could be because, you know, K-dramas are lit. They rake in a lot of money for Netflix, obviously. So I do think there's heavy investment in terms of like K-dramas. But did you think like the production of Alice in Borderland was okay or like, was better than squid game or like significantly worse that it like actually impacted how you enjoy the show oh you know squid game by far did a better better job in terms of their production but alice border just they it seemed like it was just a cheap style budget you know like the games there weren't money graphics it wasn't any animation it was straight up just you know scenes shot with like a couple probably a couple costume changes nothing nothing too crazy so um maybe that had some impact like i just didn't like the the explanations of the games in aib like i think they could have done a better job but i also don't know if that's just because it translates it doesn't translate as well um the games themselves i liked but yeah i think the explanations and kind of the maybe the most interesting game was like the bus one but that one was kind of dumb because somehow there was wolves or a cougar or something that came out of nowhere. And I was just like, where did this thing come from? And where did it go on his run back? Yeah. I mean, that's uh. that's like the anime part of it, right? Like, Yeah, yeah. So that that's very much anime. But yeah, to your point, like there isn't a whole lot of effects. Obviously, there's like gun shooting. There's some like fight scenes. There's like swords, etc. But it's in terms of just effects the quality of the show i do think squid game just is significantly better and i really do think it's like k-drama production is just like through the roof in terms of how they kind of go about it i don't even know if it's just like a money thing i just think k-dramas are produced really well in general so they obviously are doing something right and they probably are getting more money so from from that standpoint i don't think Alice in Borderland ever just had a chance to compete with Squid Game. But I still do think even with that in mind, like the overall quality of the story is just 
better in Alice on Borderline still. Yeah, I think. Well, I mean, the the quality is is definitely better, and that's probably an upper an up an advantage that that Squid Game has. And like you said, Korean dramas or Korean shows, they do a really good job at keeping the climax, keeping cliffhangers. And you can see all of that's apparent in, in Squid Game. So that's probably one benefit. And, you know, I think overall Korean shows are typically watched more, um, at least in America, than Japanese shows. So, you know, I can see why Squid Game got more popular. And it's not like you can go play Alice in Borderland games like with your friends. But the Squid Game ones, like, you know, it's pretty popular because, like, you can actually try out some of the games at home. Yeah, I don't know. I still don't like them. I just, I think the Squid Game <laughs> games are just scams, man. It's it's so bad. And that I know that's pri- primarily probably because I'm a gamer and I like games with solutions, not just pure RNG and luck. But I don't know. It was just irritating for me. Like, for me, like... I would just skip the games from Squid Game. I would go on my phone. I wouldn't even pay attention because I knew this main main protagonist in both shows, Alice in Borderland and Squid Game. Obviously, they weren't going to die, right? Like, there was just no way. So, in that sense, like, if I'm going to watch a game knowing the main protagonist isn't going to die, it has to keep me engaged some other way. Squid Game just didn't do that. It's like, the games are just bad. Yeah, the games are the games are bad. And and you know, we've said this so many times, so I won't touch on it anymore. But we'll see how these both of them I think have the upcoming seasons. So, it'll be interesting to see uh, what goes on. And I don't know if you follow if you saw LeBron's comment. Uh, and for those who don't know LeBron, you should go watch some basketball. <laughs> but he watched Squid Game and he was like he like tweeted. He's like, "Bro, what are you doing? Go see your daughter." Like he turns around on the plane to decide like, "Oh, I don't care about my daughter." Like I'm gonna go figure out the, the what's happening with Squid Game. That was just a cop out ending for sure, right? That was for sure an ending to <laughs> yeah. continue the show. It was, it didn't make any sense from any person's standpoint. I think it's obviously just a, a continuation of the show. Like they needed something to continue the show, so it's it wasn't a a good ending in my opinion. Right. It definitely didn't make sense. Yeah. Like so, in that sense, like I think Alison Borland is way more free flowing, right? Like we can see where they're trying to go with season two and we can make our predictions. We could kind of think about it, but, uh, but squid game almost felt like it ended episode seven and they just tacked on to episode eight. Cause they were like, Oh, let's just do like a just in case episode in case this pops off so that we have a season two thread ready. Yeah. Yeah. So that could have definitely been a play like to keep it open-ended like anime does sometimes. Then you never get the next season and you're like, what the hell? Like, but I guess we'll see if the sequels are better than the originals. Usually they're not, so maybe we can have a comparison then. I have faith. I have faith in Awesome Borderland. I don't have that much faith in Squid Game. <laughs> it's going to be interesting, but Squid Game, will that season two is going to rake in a ton of money. No, I think, yeah, but Squid Game, I think, is dealing with overhypedness now, right? This is like... The top animes that have a great season one and flop season two, aka Promise Neverland. So they're gonna have to back it up somehow. And if they're not able to back it up, like anything's just gonna be anything below everyone's standard is just gonna be considered bad. So they're gonna have to do a lot to get there. I, I don't think that the same goes for Alice in Borderland. Like it's it's not overhyped, obviously. The people that like it like it and 
it's going to get the sequel syndrome that we always talk about because if you already got through season one of Alice in Borderland, you're probably going to like season two of Alice in Borderland. So I, I think from a season two standpoint, it's it's got a better setup than Squid Game for sure. Definitely. All right. Well, that was a great discussion we had on AIB versus Squid Game. So it sounds like um, I've been actually telling people to go watch AIB as well. So if you haven't seen Alice in Borderland, go watch it. Let us know what you think. Let us know which one's better. Um, if you agree, disagree with our comments, and hopefully it's not just because we're Japanese, but <laughs> it could very well. Be I'm trying that. to get more. Opi- I'm trying to get more opinions out there. Yeah, I want to know people's opinions too because I I think it's a. I don't think they're that similar, but I think the comparisons are there because they're both like survival games in a sense. So I, it's always interesting for me to hear which one's better. Honestly, like if someone tells me they like AIB better, it makes me feel better <laughs> about myself because it shows that manga stories can be adapted to live action and do a good job. So We shall see. And speaking of shows that you want your opinion verified on, what have you seen lately and uh, what do you need me to verify or disagree with you on? Please tell me you watched Restaurant to Another World. No, I did not yet. I need to. I need to be verified on this. I haven't watched it yet, but I I don't feel like a distaste towards it like I do with every other isekai. So don't worry about that. <laughs> but I watched. Have you watched Tacked Up? I have all the way. I did watch this week's. Yep. What What are your thoughts on it? It's a solid seven. Yeah, it's a solid seven. <laughs> <laughs> it's. The, the last episode, I was like, I lost a lot of like hope for it. Well, the last two episodes have been backstory, right? So it, it was like the lead yeah. up to what episode one was. Like they went backwards in a sense. Like episode one happened. Episode two happened before episode one. And episode three happens before ep- or between episode two and episode one. Yeah. So I thought the whole backstory was kind of lame. That's my opinion. It's really open ended. Yeah, hope, hopefully it gets better. I mean, we'll see what happens. I mean, wait, do we know if Tacked Up is 24 or is it just 12? Tacked Up, I thought was a 12, but ooh, you know, ooh. it's not looking good. Right. I'm trying to find who it. Who knows? Wait, I literally can't find it on Mal. It's a new, it's an original, oh, wait, right? Yeah. So technically, I'm blind. it was right in front of me. And what's the, what's the answer? Uh, it says unknown. <laughs> great it's a question mark great well i'm hoping it's a 24 because i think it needs 24 okay yeah i mean it's very possible it's gonna run 24 it's an original i don't know how long they've been taking to work on this but it'll be it'll i hope it's 24 too but if it keeps if it i need it to be better to get through 24 episodes of this the visuals are still amazing to me though oh yeah the the artwork is great it's one of the the bonuses there I mean, it has an 8.1 right now on mouse. Still don't understand how you can score it an 8 after a couple episodes, but... It's only an 8 because the map, Mappa Simps and the Madhouse Simps are, like, inflating the score. There's no way this show's 8. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's the art. The artwork is pretty good, and I do like the artwork. Out of all the shows I've seen this season, I think the artwork is the best, and, and that's what it's got going for it, and obviously that's going to keep people drawn towards it. Can I make a hot take? All right, what's the hot take? I think Tacked Up isn't the best artwork in Fall 2021. Ooh. It's second best. 86? No, no, no. I've watched the best produced show I've ever watched. 
in like an anime season in quite a long time. And it was um Komi-san can't communicate. <laughs> I'm not trolling. I'm straight up not trolling. This show, this show's production is better than Tacked Up. And I texted you saying I watched the best episode ever of the season so far. And I watched episode one of Komi-san can't communicate because it just came out on Netflix worldwide. But this show, in terms of the production, it gives me like Kimi no Nawa vibes. Uh, so you're saying I shouldn't go watch it in 480p? I should wait? No, you have to wait. You have to wait. Because the there's small things in the show. It's Okay, so it's a slice of life, right? This is where I'm going to go on a slice of life feel. It's a slice of life show. And I've watched so many shit produced slice of lives. We give this show a $100 budget and that's all it gets. And we're going to animate it and then pray that it turns out okay. But there's like some hidden gems, like the Violet Evergardens of the world, the Hyokas of the world, that just like blow your mind because of just small things in terms of how like the camera angle or the transition or like the music, um, the facial expression, stuff like that in a slice of life that you can't really do in like fight scenes. And this show's like actually like S tier quality. S tier. S tier. S tier. These are some bold statements, but okay. I've literally only watched okay, one episode I... of the show, but that one episode was actually mind blowing in terms of production. The story is actually not okay. bad too. It's pretty funny. It's a pretty funny show. It's a little, I don't know if it's heavy in terms of the topic, but it could, I think it might end up being a little bit emotional towards the back end of the show, but it's pretty hilarious. The production is just straight fire, and I actually think it's produced better than Tacked Up. I said it. Interesting. All right, you you said, I said it, it. So I guess uh, what studio produces it? Uh, let me double check. I didn't even do my homework on this. The studio is called OLM. I've never even heard of it. They did Pokemon. Isn't, isn't that Pokemon? Yeah, they did Pokemon. They did Pokemon and Odd Taxi in Spring 2021. All I see is Pokemon as I scroll through this list. All right. All right. Well, they're apparently expanding their boundaries outside of Pokemon, and they're doing a pretty damn good job of it. Oh, they produced Major Second and Restaurant to Another World. Wow. All right. I got to watch it. Wow. Look at that. They produced my Restaurant to Another World. Must watch it. I mean, I've talked about Odd Taxi, too. Odd Taxi is straight fire, too. It's S-tier anime, for sure. So they're coming out with bangers, apparently, OLM. All right, well, I guess uh, for those then who are listening, Chris has said it, hot take, best produced show of 2021 fall. Yeah, hot take. Uh, <laughs> All the MAPPA sims can come get me. Oh, yeah, they're coming for you hot. <laughs> so is it better than 86 in terms of the the show? Or is 86 still your t- still your number one? Is it holding maintaining the number one show? Of the you season? didn't watch this week's 86, right? I have not watched today's. All right, no. I don't want to go into detail but i think they're going they're taking too long to wrap up the show oh no they're taking a bit too long i still like 86 because obviously i like 86 but this this week's episode felt like a like a filler ah no not a filler. i almost fell asleep not good not good i still think it's my favorite show overall in the season but there's a few shows i think that are kind of like shooting up the list you know what show I like this week? Which show? 
Platinum end. Dude, me too. Platinum end is shooting up, right? Like, is it? It's not just yeah, me. It's it's getting it's getting better. It's getting better. Okay, okay. For sure, it's getting better. I was like, it was marginal drop after the first episode. It was on my drop. I was scared. Consideration. I was scared that you were gonna disagree with me. That because platinum end is for sure like shooting up my list. Like it went from like eighth to like third. Oh yeah, platinum end is pretty. Or the last episode was pretty good, so I liked it a lot. And actually, I think, like you said, it, it's moving up fast, and we'll see if it can can stay up there. But it's definitely coming out as a surprise right now. Yeah, it's it's a bit surprising to me too, because episode one, I I didn't think episode one was like terrible, but I thought the premise was interesting. I thought there were some aspects that could go wrong. But episode two, I watched episode two and three at the same time. So when I watched episode two, like the ending of episode two was like it hooks you almost. Like, it hooked me, at least. And I was like, oh, shit, I got to watch episode three because this is, like, this is a cliffhanger. And I watched episode two and three, like, back to back. And then by the end of episode three, I was like, all right, this show's got something going for it. We know it's for 24 episodes, too. And I was like, oh, man, what if I go on the podcast and Pat's like, I don't like Platinum End. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. Maybe I have bad taste in anime. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... Cannot confirm. Cannot confirm. <laughs> <laughs> but it's 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 got potential, right? I think it has potential. It's definitely got potential. So yeah, I've I've been looking forward to it. Um, and did you uh pick up on um the male angel's voice? <laughs> the male angel's voice. He sounded really basic and familiar. I don't know who it is specifically though. He's a, a main character in another show that's airing. Right now? I think right now. Oh, uh, Tanjiro? Yeah, okay. yep, there you go. I was like, is it Tanjiro? I, I was like, it has to be Demon Slayer. Well, because I watched them back to back and I was like, wait a second. I just heard this guy. <laughs> what are your thoughts on Demon Slayer, actually? I mean, Demon Slayer is good. I, it's like I just feel like I'm watching like something on TV that I've already, I already know and I've already seen. It's just a repeat, it's right? Good enough that I'm like, yeah, I'll just I'll just watch it again. I'm like, do you think they're it's repeating not, like, too everything? much of my day? I don't know. This last episode, I wasn't sure if it was different at all. I don't think it was different at all. <laughs> so okay, so I wasn't sure about that. I wasn't sure if they were going to like wrap it up quickly though because they have seven episodes right i wasn't sure if they were gonna wrap it up like wrap up the repeat portion of it by like episode six and give like then goku his shine like in episode seven or like if they're gonna sandwich it in between I, I don't know but i hope it's not just a repeat i hope not either but there's not much i think it, they have to go hopefully they skip to the end because the lot in the end there's a lot they could talk about but in the middle of the show not too much unless they try to do something funky that's not in the manga but um yeah it's it's just like one of those you know what's gonna happen the artwork's good it's it's catches you up to like where the story's at so it's fine for now but i i agree i hope it's not like six episodes of the same exact thing as the movie yeah it's fine though like i I mean i'd watch it again i like the movie so like watching it in a broken up portions is like totally fine with me honestly this is a what I think they should have just done is just have an OVA of Rengoku eating at different places, kind of like yeah the YouTube 
<laughs> just just have them eat at different places. Show the food, like just do a crossover of food wars, or a restaurant to another world, and 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 this guy eating everywhere. Oh my! Yeah, I know. <laughs> do you say? Oh man, I actually really like Rengoku as a character. It's interesting that the first Hashira who dies is Rengoku. That's what made it good, though. I mean, if uh, yeah, someone random died, like you'd be like, "Oh, that's a shame." But they make him such a likable character that it's like tragic that he dies so fast. Yeah. Well, we knew for a fact it couldn't be Gyu or Shinobu, right? It it just it just can't be, just based on the flow of the show. So they had to pick someone, and I don't know. Yeah, Rengoku is just so likable that it kind of hooks you. The author's just the author got you, or he got us with it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and another show, you know, now I just want to touch on everything before we wrap up. What did you think of this week's Aquatope? Did you see it? I don't think I actually watched this week's Aquatope. I watched last week's though. Okay, so maybe we can. Maybe I'll, I'll touch on this one next week. Then I don't want to. I don't want to. Is get it good it, or is it bad? It's it's doing the same thing as like the first half where it was like. It's like you're going up the roller coaster and then you just start going down the roller coaster. It, I watched the last week's and I felt like if they kept it at its current pace, it was going to end badly. But I wanted, I think the reason why I felt that way though was because Fall 2021 is just actually that good. And now Aquatope isn't the only show in the season that is like remotely decent it's felt worse because i'm watching other good shows like i don't know if that's how you feel too but that's how it felt for me but it's like like the background show anyways like i play it when i want to just chill and like don't really want to pay attention so i don't know yeah so like since i gotta go buffer my videos it was like i really didn't feel like buffering aquatope but i did it because i have nothing else to do <laughs> yeah it's it's not worth but it like i don't think it's worth it like in that sense like if i had to pick one show to watch out of everything it's probably not going to be aquatope no matter what so uh, this fall 2021 season is actually that good like it's made aquatope i'm look telling bad. you man uh, assassin is not a bad show i was gonna ask you if, if you dropped a show already because this this show's probably scuffed <laughs> it's not that bad no it's it's not it's not that bad. I haven't even gotten myself to like watch it yet. Is it is it actually good in episode two and three? It's the standard isekai. All right, never mind. I'm not watching this. <laughs> it's a standard. I'm not isekai. watching this. Crap. I'm gonna leave it at that. I'm, I'm gonna leave it at that. I'm not watching this crap. I'm gonna just keep simping over Komi-san. I'm just kidding. Standard isekai where he gets reincarnated, OP as hell. The perfect anime. Oh, God. <laughs> There's, like, one Twitter account I follow in terms of, like, the top anime or something. And then I forgot what, what it had last week. But surprisingly, like, third place was this show called Mieruko-chan. And I started watching it. I don't, I don't really get the appeal of it. I don't get how this is, like, the third place show of the season. So I don't think you need to watch it. Okay. Well... I've never heard of it, so I guess I wasn't planning on it. Yeah, yeah um, it's 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 kind of a scary show. Oh, okay, I found the list. I found the list. So number one last week on 
top 10 anime of the week for like this Twitter account called Anime Trending was Tacked Up Destiny. Oh, what a surprise. And then number two was 86. Oh, sorry. And then number three was Jobless Reincarnation. And then number four was Mie Doko-chan. And I was like, I also watch this. But it's like a horror story almost. It's like a scary story. But it's like fan service plus scary story. It's not the it. tags are comedy, horror, and supernatural. Yeah, it's not great. Um, I don't, I don't get why it's fourth. Okay, well, thanks for uh, letting me know, and I will make sure I do not spend time buffering that one. Hey, but fifth place is a uh, world's finest assassin gets reincarnated in another one. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It's a good. It's a good basic isekai. I'm interested to see how this list will change. So this list was released on October 17th, which was, I think, Sunday, right? And fifth place is the world's finest assassin gets reincarnated in, in another world as an aristocrat. And the sixth is blue period and seventh is platinum end. And this is pretty much how, like, I, where I had platinum end at. But I, I feel like platinum end has to go up after this week's episode. I'm offended. Restaurant to Another World isn't in fifth. I think this doesn't have sequels. Oh wait, J.K. No, Jobless Reincarnation at eighty six are here. All right, Restaurant to Another World didn't even make the top ten. Sorry. I'm gonna have to go send send this person a DM. Hey, but Faraway P- Paladins at no- number nine. That's a tragedy. That that's a tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. That's a tragedy. Oh god. Well, I mean, the other shows are fine. I think. I don't think this includes Komi-san yet because Komi-san just released this week on worldwide on Netflix. So the only way you, you could have watched it was if you were in Japan or illegally streaming it. So this doesn't include Komi-san. But I would think Komi-san kind of shoots up in this list too. Okay, yeah. Well, let us know how these rankings change. Um, I would expect Platinum End to move up. I'd expect Aquatope to intact to move down. Aquatope's not even on the top 10, so it's fine. Hey, World's Greatest Assassin may, may take fourth. It's it's coming if this, up. If this show ends up like top three on this like top ten list of anime trending, I'm I'm unfollowing this account. I'm banning it. <laughs> All right, maybe I'll have to make my top ten list next week. We'll have our we'll have our comparisons on a weekly basis. All right, maybe that's that's gonna be our daily updates, a weekly. Update. I guess we could have like a top ten ranking, and then we always like shift it every week as we go. Yeah, yeah. All right, number one. I don't know. I don't know what my number one is actually. Eighty six, maybe. We'll we'll start next week. Right, we'll right. start next week so we can think about it. All right. But some shows, it's it also kind of depends on like the timing of the release too, because like Jobless Reincarnation comes out on Sunday, same with Demon Slayer. So, so some shows That's just true. get the bad end of the stick. Well, Demon Slayer is a repeat, so it is what it is. <laughs> hey, Demon Slayer is still good. It's only seven episodes. They could technically have exactly the movie length, with the only thing different is episode. Uh, no, I'm I'm pretty sure that that's what's gonna happen. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the movie length was like two hours, and six episodes is two hours. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh man, sucks. Yeah, sucks. But it, oh well, it is what it is. All right. Well, I think um, we're running a little over. So, any other closing comments from you? No, not nothing really. I can just talk about Alice in Borderland all the time, tell people to watch it again. But besides that, I would say maybe 
to watch Platinum End if you haven't watched Platinum End yet, because the first three episodes are surprisingly actually pretty good. That is definitely the sleeper pick of the week. So pick it up, start watching it. It's pretty interesting. Hopefully it keeps getting better. I'm just praying that your guarantee that Tactop is going to be good is actually going to pan out. But right now it sounds like you're giving the bad, bad Wi-Fi vibes to Tactop Destiny 2. Yeah, I watched Tactop in 720. Didn't do it justice. <laughs> All right. Well, that's all I have. Anything from you before we end? Nope. That's it. I'm about to go buffer 86 and sit down and start watching. All right. You might might cringe a little, but hopefully (laughs) it ends up okay. All right. All right. Sounds good. See you next week and looking forward to our next week's discussion. All right. Peace out, we moves. Looking forward to it. See ya.